Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have uh, tuned in today. And we are going to be continuing to answer the question, does the church that Jesus built still exist today? And this is a very important question because many people believe and say that the church is no longer in existence, uh, which is why we have so many different churches today. Uh, but is that really what the scriptures teach? Is that really what we see in the Bible? And so we are endeavoring to answer this question, try to making it as easy to understand and easy to see as possible. Uh, but as we are answering this question, as we started yesterday, we are looking at some Old Testament prophecies of the church, trying to get an understanding of the fact that the kingdom and the church oftentimes are talking about the same institution uh, talking about the same thing, because I think that will help us to get a better understanding in answering this question. And yesterday we looked at uh, two Old Testament prophecies. If you remember, I said to remember the twos, Isaiah 2, Daniel 2, and Joel 2. Well, yesterday we were able to look at Isaiah and Daniel, which gave us a few very important things about the kingdom. Uh, first of all, from the from the prophecy of Daniel, we see... Uh, a much more specific timeline of when the kingdom or the church was going to be established, and that was going to be during the time of the Roman Empire. Uh, but also we see in Isaiah that it was going to begin in Jerusalem, but it was also going to be for all nations. So now if we go to Joel, uh, look at Joel chapter 2, beginning in verse 28. Joel 2, beginning in verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be those who escape. As the Lord has said, and among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. Now on the surface, it, it seems like it would be very hard to pinpoint and tie this to the establishment of the kingdom of God and to uh, his church. But this, in fact, is, is actually really the easiest one to tie that into. Because as we're going to be looking at later, in Acts chapter 2, uh, Peter and the, uh, the eleven apostles standing there on the day of Pentecost, inspired by the Holy Spirit, tells us this is exactly what Joel is talking about. And as I mentioned, we're going to be looking at that in more detail uh, later. But here, we have another piece of the puzzle, so to speak. We have seen from Isaiah and Daniel when it was going to happen, or at least the general time period in which it was going to happen. Uh, we see uh, to whom the kingdom was going to be given, or for whom it was uh, created, all nations, and where it was going to begin, which was at the city of Jerusalem. And Joel does make mention of that in verse 32, For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be those who escape, again alluding to at least the, the foundation or, or place of origin, I should say, of the kingdom of God. But Joel talks about something 
uh, really very different, especially in verses 28 and 29, really the whole, whole passage that we just read. And that is the fact that in those days, which again, Joel uses similar language to Isaiah, and it shall come to pass afterward. Again, talking about a, a period of time that has yet to come. In the latter days, according to Daniel, during the time of the Roman Empire, God was going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. The people of that day and age were going to receive the Holy Spirit. As He says, they're going to be able to prophesy. They're going to have uh, dreams. They're going to be able to have visions. Um, as we see in the New Testament, being able to speak in tongues, being able to heal, doing all of these different miraculous things through the Spirit that God had poured out on them. And that's, that's the other key thing about this prophecy here in Joel. So looking at all of these prophecies that we have in the Old Testament, we have gotten a general understanding of when it was going to be established. We know where, Jerusalem. We know that it's going to be for all nations. And we know that one of the key markers that the kingdom had been established was the fact that God was going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. So these four things we see just, just from the Old Testament. But as I mentioned, there are several New Testament prophecies of the church and of the kingdom as well. In fact, if you will go over to the book of Matthew, and I know we, we probably notice these things very briefly through our study of Matthew, but looking at these things in, in a little bit more detail, uh, Matthew chapter 3 is where we see uh, the ministry of John being recorded. But in verse 2... He gives us basically a, a uh, synopsis of the message that John was preaching. And he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you remember yesterday when we were looking at Isaiah especially, I mentioned the fact that when we looked at the New Testament prophecies, there's going to be a change of language in relation to the kingdom. Because Isaiah and Daniel and Joel, they were all talking about it's, it's off into the future. It's going to be in the latter days afterwards in the, the years of this fourth kingdom that's going to come after Babylon. It was, it was still a long ways away. But now John is saying it's at hand. If something is at hand, what does it mean? It means that it's close. I have a mouse over here. I have a little oil lamp from Jerusalem sitting on my desk over here. Those things are at hand because they're close. That's what John is saying the kingdom of heaven was. It was at hand. It was close. It was about to be established. But not only was John preaching that, in chapter 4 and verse 17, Jesus began to preach the exact same thing, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the Old Testament prophets were saying, it, It's not yet, but it's going to happen. It's still a long ways off. It is still a far way off, latter days, afterwards, time of the Roman Empire. It's still a long ways off. But when we get to the New Testament, that language again has shifted, saying it is about to happen. It is at hand. Both John and Christ teaching that very thing. Now, continuing kind of along the same line, in Mark chapter 9 and verse 1, there Jesus said to some of them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. Now this is, a, is an interesting prophecy because it kind of ties together 
all of the Old Testament prophecies in basically one verse. Now, I know he, of course, does not specifically mention uh, Jerusalem here or the fact that it was going to be for all nations, but especially uh, the prophecies of, of Isaiah and Daniel as far as the timeline, but also uh, the prophecy of Joel. Because here he says, very similar to John there in, in Matthew 3 and what Christ taught in Matthew chapter 4, but here he's saying there are some that were standing there, some that were listening to him on that very day that were still going to be alive when his kingdom was established. But he also says that this kingdom was going to come with power. Well, what power is he talking about? That's the power that Joel prophesied of in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. That power of the Holy Spirit that God was going to pour out on these people. And especially we see this happening in Acts chapter 2 and, and in Acts chapter 10. But, but Him pouring out the Holy Spirit on them. The power that they were going to have to prophesy, to have these visions, to uh, heal the sick, to speak in tongues. All of these things that they were going to be able to do. Jesus is saying that this is about to happen. So the Old Testament prophets, they were saying it's going to happen, but it's not, it's not yet. It's not at hand. It's not close. But these New Testament prophecies that we see regarding the kingdom, they are all saying it is about to happen. The time is approaching. It is getting closer and closer and closer. It is about to be established. Now, of course, this is not the only... Uh, New Testament prophecies that we have in relation to uh, the kingdom of heaven. But for the sake of time, we're going to stop right here and we're going to extend this um, another day and continue to address this question tomorrow. I thank you so much for your time and for your attention. And as I always try to remember at least, uh, if you have any questions, if you want to discuss this further, please feel free to get in touch with us. And, and I'd love to sit down and be able to talk about these things further with you. But thank you so much for your attention. And please come back tomorrow as we continue this discussion.